And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, Pastor Tommy Barnett preached a message at Phoenix First Assembly in Phoenix, Arizona. His purpose was to warn Christians about being reaction-oriented people instead of action-oriented people. Although this sermon was preached in the earliest of the 1980s, the principle still stands firm. When we have a situation that arises, and who doesn't, we have the, how we engage with that situation speaks about our actual maturity. Do we react? Do we freak out? Do we kick, scream, yell, and throw a fit? Or do we take the biblical action instead? We examine the example that King Hezekiah left for us to follow. And next, everyone likes to be acknowledged as alive. No problem there, as God acknowledges us by paying the blood of Jesus for us. And finally, everybody also wants to be uh, well thought of. Yeah. There's a slight problem with that because of John 12, 43, which reads, For they loved human praise more than the praise from God. Too many people, however, want to be known, well thought of, or popular and adored. There's a huge problem there because if everyone likes you, you may not be projecting the image that God designed for you. Ouch. And finally, the concept of smoking a peace pipe is excellent. If that is racist, then peace is racist. Nice try, woke weasels. That doesn't work. The truth is that Matthew 9 states, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be called the children of God. So that's awesome. Unless it's, unless it's peace with the devil or the anti-God world or with the fleshly, if you want to be an enemy of God, become a friend of the world. Take a chance and play with fire. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, hey. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, still works. Okay, I'm just checking on my Chromebook. It's like worth 10 cents now. This <laughs> is really going bad. Uh, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can call us during the show. What? Yeah. During the show, you can call us, 972-445-0770. 
That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you make that phone call, you will end up talking to Captain Chris. Let me explain to you what that's like. That's like going to your refrigerator, opening it up, having your favorite dessert there, and you didn't put it there. Somebody else put it there for you. And then you will be... Are you just hanging out at the refrigerator because that was such a good one or what? Standing here salivating. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> so you open up the fridge like, what? That's right. Uh, bottom line, folks, here it is. If you've got an opinion, a thought, a question, or a comment, we had Sergio ask a, a really good a question, a fantastic question. The answer was you know, long-winded. <laughs> Imagine a radio talk show host that's long-winded. Huh. Anyway, so uh, we got through that, but the process is you're welcome to ask those questions. You're welcome to share some of the things that are going on in your life. If the Lord is doing something cool and you want to share that, because it's it's that opportunity to be a blessing to somebody else. If you've got a prayer request, we can join our faith together and pray and ask God to help. Because you know what? He does help. He, he helps us. We don't understand every nuance about God. But we know we're smart enough to go, we're asking for help. We're that smart. And the bottom line to this process and the okie-dokie of the theology is we all want to strengthen one another, help one another, bless one another, and encourage one another as we see the day of the Lord's return getting closer and closer. So let's start off with a Bible trivia this segment. Let's see if you guys can do this one. Who said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore? Who said that? If you think you know the answer, then you need to give us a buzz. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, we are going to do our DNA since we skipped over that as well. Let's do that real quickly. If you don't mind, D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily, David. <laughs> daily, David. <laughs> hey, David, yes, it's daily. Oh, what it is? Yes, daily, David. Oh, okay. Uh, draw closer to the Lord daily and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of anything Jesus has to say. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that we are sensitive to the Lord and aware of other people and how they're doing. That way we can be used as a vessel or a vehicle of the Lord's grace. Okay, going to throw out the trivia question one more time. Uh, not throw out. Well, I guess offer up. That, that'd that be better. Okay. Who said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore? Who said that? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at he must increase. Dot org. So I want to talk to you about something that's really important, and that has to do with being a reactor. 
You know, there. I think there's a movie. I think it was uh, Keanu Reeves was in there or something. It's like reactor or reaction or chain reaction or something like that. That's a chain reaction. Anyway, that's one of the problems that we seem to have is from time to time, maybe too many times, we react. So what that means is you hear something and then instead of taking an action, everything we do is in response to what we hear or in response to what we're going to going through. It's like we're always always living in response to something, that that's our code. That's our way of going about that. And so sometimes when we uh, hear something, you'll hear uh, bad news. You'll react to bad news. Did you ever do that? That's what happened when gas hit four bucks, right? Right? That's a reaction to that, right? And what I'm trying to communicate is that is a, is a common thing that people do, but not a biblical principle. 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 1. This is after King Hezekiah was told that he was going to get wiped out by a bigger army and they were going to string him up and string up the people and it was going to get brutal and it was going to get ugly. Here's what 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 1 says. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the Lord's temple. You know how the response is? You know what the action is that Hezekiah took? He went to God. You ever wonder how Psalm 112 verse 7 says he he will have no fear of of bad news because his heart is trusting in you? How do people do that? How do people hear bad news and not want to just throw up? I mean, how do you do it? You go to God first. Your go-to. I mean, it's so, I know it sounds so simple, but it's, it's often what happens is you'll hear something, and then you try to get more information, and then you try to assess it, and then you put the puzzle together. And then once you've got the whole puzzle together, you evaluate whether it's really serious or not that serious, or how you can handle it or how you can't handle it. Then you see what parts you can cover. This is normal, right? And then you, see, you get that done. And then if there's something that's outside of your parameter, then you go to prayer. It's like, that sounds so logical. But it would be much better if we took it first to God so that we can find out if there's anything even to be anything about. Because he is the one who's in charge. And instead of reacting in our flesh, like we were talking about flesh and walking in, walking in the new man and walking in the old man, we, we, what we do when we react in the flesh is we typically think the worst. We expect the other shoe to drop. We expect something terrible to happen. You go out to the mailbox and open it up and expect a monster to come out and bite your hand off or at least a bill. You know, it's like so something. Like, there's like never an expectation of great stuff or good stuff. It's always like, yee. You know what? What... What Hezekiah did was he said, "You know, I am. This situation is the situation. I, I, I can't change it. I only know Him who can change it." He went to the temple to go to God. That. That is what we do. When you have a situation come up, instead of reacting, go to God. Talk to him first. Say, Lord, first thing I'm going to do is commit this to you. I'm going to place this in your hands. I'm going to entrust you with this because you're faithful and true and you've always taken care of me and you've never let me down and you've never abandoned me and I can rely on your love. So I bring this to you first. 
and I lay this before you. Give me wisdom. What do I do? What should I do? What shouldn't I do? You tell me. And that's our way of acting versus reacting. Okay? All right. Uh, who said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore? <gasps> that would be Jesus in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. And that would be the answer for those of you that texted in. That is correct. Uh, we are going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? I got this this morning, and uh, and it came from Alice Coleman. And I just want to say, she said it's a praise report to share. So I am assuming it's okay to share since it's a praise report to share. I kind of go with it. And I want to read it, if that's okay. And I just want you to hear how brothers and sisters petition. I mean, petition the Lord. And there's times where God says, yes. Listen to this. And she even writes it uh, beautifully, beautiful job by Alice, by the way. This uh, may seem like a minor issue, but it could have gotten much worse quickly. I'm, fo- I'm fostering Mama Cat and her four kittens until they're ready to go to their forever homes. On Tuesday, I got a bit too close to the Mama Cat, and she swatted my hand. I had a few scratches, so I cleaned them up and applied antibiotics. In just a few hours, I had a swollen hand, red with infection, and it spread beyond my wrist. My doctor had same-day appointments if needed. However, I didn't have my car since it was being repaired. The only thing left was for me to pray for healing for my hand. Isn't that amazing that sometimes get, you're in the position and the, le- the, the only thing left to do is call upon God? She writes, as I watched the infection spread over my hand, my hand began to throb. I knew I needed help. I asked God for healing over and over again. On Wednesday, it looked really bad, and I kept asking God for healing. Let me just commend Alice for push, pushing until something happens. About mid-morning on Wednesday, my hand quit throbbing. Then I noticed that the infection was no longer spreading. Later Wednesday, the infection seemed to be getting smaller. By Wednesday evening, it was definitely clearing up. By bedtime, the infection was gone away. Thursday morning, the infection was completely gone. I praise God for healing the infection. It was only by his intervention that my hand was healed. It's amazing that our great and holy father can care so much that he is willing to heal a hand infection of one of his children. I think that's a fantastic testimony. So mega props, mega props to Alice for doing that. Great job. And I hope that was okay that I shared it. And see, the point is you can pray. You can approach the Lord. And the Lord, you know what? He might say no. I like what Troy said. Sometimes God will say no. It's like that's the end of it. You're done. But sometimes he allows you to keep petitioning. And the reason he does is because the more you pursue him, the closer connected to him you become. And more of your genuine real faith has to emerge. See, if you just asked and God did it every time you just asked one time, it'd be like God would be like a genie. Well, God's not a genie. He's your heavenly father, needs to be pursued, wants to have a wonderful relationship with you. And so the more you pursue, the more he gets to spend time with you, which is what he wants in the first place, what he wanted with Adam and Eve. The David Spoon Experience. The Lord is knocking at the door 
knocking at the door to your heart. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That was a little bit of our brother Ace. That's right. That was brother Ace. So we just think that's really cool. We have the first chance to play that. And we're going to play a couple other clips as we go on. And uh, we'll be let them run a little longer in the future. But I just want you to get the feel and know what's going on. Uh, that's Brother Ace. Yay! Okay. I think that's cool. All right. Here is your next trivia question. What prophet said to David, thou art the man? <laughs> that. Thou art okay, so he didn't probably say that in the King James. Oh, I'm from England. Probably not what happened, uh, but uh, he said it nonetheless. Thou art the man, and it's not art, so thou art the man. Okay, if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email. David at he must increase.org. We are going to take a short uh, thing here. I want to pray for Ukraine and USA, and then we'll have the caller respond. If that will work out, let's do that. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you, and we just worship you. Lord, we really pray that in our first segment that would really touch and really strengthen and, and bring people closer to you. And we pray for our country. Uh, it's just, just so up and down and up and down, Lord. Have mercy on our country. How about that? We, 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 we need that mercy, Lord. Without that mercy, we haven't got a chance. So pour your mercy out upon us, please, as a nation. And in Ukraine, Lord, we ask you that there just be an explosion of the gospel and that people would just, there would be a revival of people calling upon the name of Jesus. We lift up our country, lift up Ukraine, lift up, uh, of course, the audience, and ask you to bless and encourage them. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, Will Rogers. Again. Hey, brother, how are you? I'm doing great. I hope you're better on this miserably hot day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so amazing. It, I've been trying to tell people. So this is our fifth summer, okay? So we've not been here long like most people, right? So we're still we're still rookies. But I still think out of the summers, this one seems the hottest of the last five to me. And, uh, and one of the reasons is because our air conditioning went out for two weeks. But then... <laughs> Outside of that, it just seems hotter. Am I am I crazy, or is this just normal no, Texas? No, you're not crazy. According to Weatherman, this is the hottest it's been since 2011, based on number of days over 100. See, see, you know why I love you? You just made me feel so good. You made me feel like I haven't lost my mind. I know part of it's out, but you haven't lost. I haven't lost my mind totally. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, here we go. What prophet said? To King David, thou art the man. That would have been Nathan. That is correct, sir. Nathan was the guy. 
That's it, right. It was, it's so funny, and I'm going to teach about this, I think, next Friday, or the, I think it's next Friday. So Nathan, prior to this, Nathan was like, hey, do whatever's in your heart. Yeah, hey, it's great, right? And then this time he comes in and he goes, you are the rat fink. <laughs> and it's just like, wow. It's just like completely different. But the prophet of God gets the opportunity to speak right into the heart of the king. So excellent true job. Prophet. Exactly correct. Exactly. Excellent job, brother. Very, very good work. Yes, sir. You have a blessed day. All right. Thank you. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great job. Okay. Uh, I know I have these. Where's my joke go? Oh, here it is. (laughs) Hey, I'm here. That just proves it. Remember we did that football phrases? I have a few more. It's cute, right? All right, remember. So this is a, you know, uh, and I'm using that. I'm reading what they wrote so that you know where this comes from. A never-ending effort to attract the unchurched. Some churches have considered translating their unfamiliar terminology into familiar football phrases. Okay? All right. Blitz. You ever heard of a blitz in football? For the church, the strategic play that takes place two seconds after closing prayer as everyone rushes to their favorite restaurant. <laughs> How is that not hilarious? That's, that's genius right there. That's the blitz. Blocking. Uh, talking endlessly to the pastor at the church door and keeping everyone else from exiting. That's called blocking. Coach, uh, the children's the children's Christmas program director, assistant coach, every mother who has a kid in the children's Christmas program. <laughs> That's great. Uh, commercial. You know, they're going to break for a commercial. That's the announcements, church announcements. Uh, draft choice, the decision to sit close to an air conditioning vent. Plus. <laughs> Uh, draw play, what many children and a few adults do with their bulletins during service. <laughs> and then I'll just leave this one here. End zone, the pews. <laughs> End zone. Oh, come on, folks. That's hilarious. What do you think? Those are pretty good ones, right? Hey, All right. Hey, 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 All right. Hey, hey. End zones. <laughs> Uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 26. Where are we? Luke chapter 6, verse 26. Woe to you when all people speak well of you, for so their fathers did to the false prophets. Ouch. Our society is so geared for everybody loving everybody. Oh, they're so popular. And it's amazing. And and we just, you know, we've done shows on it. And, you know, the, the popular people, like, for example, in Hollywood, everybody, oh, they're a star. We love them. They're fantastic. Most of those people are loons. Let's just be honest. Education? Yeah, right. And that's beyond that. But then they speak for the world in politics. It's like, what happened? I like Laura Ingram. Shut up and sing. That's a good <laughs> That's a funny book. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is it's not good for everybody to like you. Not everybody like Jesus. You would think if there was one person on all the planet that everybody liked, it'd be Jesus. Wrong. Woe unto you when all, all people speak well of you. That's how their fathers, what their fathers did to the false prophets. Here's the key. In our society where social media has become a drug, and popularity and likes and approval has become a way of life. We're operating in the exact 
opposite spirit that the Lord desires. You think, well, you're on radio. You want to be popular. You want to be well-known. I like being right where I'm at, having a certain amount of people who just can't stand me because of my Christian faith and other people who are brothers and sisters who love me because they're my brothers and sisters. Perfect. I call that balance. But that's how I look at it. Here's what I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to make. You're never going to get everybody to like you half the time you don't like yourself. So, I mean, how are you going to get everybody else to like you? The reality is God likes you or he wouldn't spend eternity with you. No, no, he has to love me. No. He's not going to spend eternity with you because he loves you, but he doesn't like you. That's just really weird thinking. God likes you. No, he doesn't like your sin. He doesn't like the, the things that you do that are contrary to him. But you are still his offspring. You are still his creation. And he's chosen you to be connected to him because he loves you and wants to hang out with you. And needing everybody else's approval is what a false prophet, a false pro- You're never going to get everybody's approval if you're going to be a Christian. Never going to happen. Oh, you can have a lot of people in the world love you. But the best advice in all of this that Jesus is telling them is you need to be careful not to try to be popular with the world. Because the world, their selection of people that are popular is not good. It's not healthy. It's not spiritually right. And some people will, will like you, you'll have a good relationship with them, like in friendships and other things. That's great. That's fantastic. Some people will never like you because simply you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. And built into them is an anti-Jesus spirit. And they will never accept you or approve of you. And you don't want to be one that seeks that because there were leaders in the Gospel of John that sought the approval of men more than God, and they rejected Jesus. And I think you know what their end is. That's not good. Seek the approval of God, not men. Be popular in the kingdom by being a servant to all. That's what it's called. That's what we're supposed to do. All right, folks, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, you reach down. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? When Joshua was trying to figure out, you know, the Lord and his decision for the Lord, and he, he was doing pretty good and had good training, uh, uh, he made a decision to, to follow the Lord. Then he made a decision that he wanted to really commit to devotions. I told him I was proud of him for that. 
That's his own decision. He has to make that call. Nobody can choose that. You know, I was listening to something the other day, and this is one of the most bizarre statements. You're never going to hear a more bizarre statement. I hope this gets on the radio. You know, you can be born and raised Jewish. You can be born and raised Italian. You can be born and raised in many different things, but you can't be born a Christian. Can't do it. Because you have to make a decision for Jesus Christ. There's no being born a Christian. That doesn't work. That's a lie. You have to make a choice, an individual choice. Your 15 generations of your family could be Christians. When you're born, that does not make you a Christian. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's when you become a Christian. You understand that difference? There's just something that dawned on me, like, you know, people don't talk that way. Well, he was born in a Christian family. That doesn't mean he's a Christian. Plenty of murderers came out of Christian families. That doesn't mean a thing. That's nothing. But anyway, going back to it, I had to share that because that's that thought that just really struck me as odd. But the power of our words is, is, is so noticeable. And Jesus says, hey, you know, I got one for you. By your words, you're going to be justified. By your words, you're going to be condemned. So my question to pose is why? That's so forceful and brutal. And the answer is in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew, you guys like that one, huh? I like that. I can tell below. I like that. Matthew chapter 15, here's the reason, verse 18, Matthew 15, 18 says this. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And the reason that Jesus said, by your words you will be justified and by your words you'll be condemned is because your words reveal what's in your heart. And you will know, you can listen to other people and know by their speech. And I'm not even talking about coarse language. I'm not talking about swearing. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm not even necessarily talking about negative speech. I'm talking about you will know a person's heart by what they say. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KWAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KWAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our next trivia question. Here you go. This is from the Old Testament. Okay? Old. What did? Old Testament. Who said, I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If be shaven my hair, then my strength will go from me. Who said that? If be shaven from my hair, then my strength will go from me. Who said that? Who, 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 David at he must increase.org. Uh, so that will be the, the listen, that was kind of a King James. Actually, I think that was kind of a, a Young's translation now that I think about it because of the way they went about that. Uh, so, anyway, I want to make sure that you still, we send you the website because we still have to send you the website. And don't forget on the website, it's a place to give. Plus, there's a place for prayer requests and there's videos of encouragement and all this other stuff. And uh, who knows, there might even be a surprise there, I can't tell you. Uh, please go to he must increase.org. 
Prayer request. Hemostincrease.org. Praise report. Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. <laughs> You have to acknowledge, okay, that even though, <laughs> even though that's like our entire library, it's so funny. It's so funny. Okay. All right, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, send them on through. <laughs> uh, knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. How are you? You making oh, it? Oh, my God. All right. And I'm praying for you as well. Every single day, I keep praying, Lord. Change it or move upon them. I'm just letting you know. I'm not going to stop praying for you, brother. Okay. Oh, well, thank you. And I'll continue to pray for all of you. Uh, we, we know how Deborah's doing. You know what? I'm glad you asked that question. So I did send a text to Susie, who's kind of like her uh, closer friend, and this is what what she had texted me back. She said her phone was broken, and that she just received a new phone. She sounded like she was feeling a lot better. So I'm expecting a call like next week. So that's what I'm hoping for, unless she's decided that show's just too crazy. Is she still in the hospital? No. Now, the, my oh. understanding is no. Everything She's doing a lot better. So I, I'm, I will keep everybody updated as soon as I know. I don't know any more than that, and I didn't really want to speak out of turn. But, you know, if she's if she gets a new phone, that's a good sign. That would be my, my response to that. Well, I'll, I'll continue to pray for her and, and all of you. Yeah, and that we appreciate that. It's needed. We need to be praying for one another. All right, here you go. Who said, I've been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb, and if I be shaven from my hair, then my strength will go from me? Who said that? Samson. That is correct, sir! <laughs> that is right. And do you remember what it was that Delilah did in order to get that answer? Do you remember what she did to get that answer from him? She. Uh, I can't remember what she did. I, she, I probably know it, but I just don't remember it right off. And you probably do know it. You'll you'll get it as soon as I say. She nagged him until he she thought he was <laughs> until he thought he was going to lose his mind. <laughs> He's like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to tell you because I don't want you to talk to me anymore. <laughs> That was a very effective tool. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent job, brother. Great, great job. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you, and I'll uh, I'll, be, I'll continue to pray for you. You got it. God bless. Uh, bye bye. All right. Yeah, she nagged him. She was like, oh, I can't take it anymore. You know, that's that thing. You know, see, Jesus even said the, the the Greek word is where he says be persistent to knock is, is one of the definitions is annoy. It's like, okay, all righty. Uh, all right, let's do history. We got history. Let's do history. Let's go. All right, uh, these are all actually pretty good ones on the on the top, so I'm pretty impressed with this. First of all, it's Milk Chocolate with Almonds Day, 
Okay, so chocolate with almonds. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Love it, right? Like Jordan almonds, or like the, the but not the Jordan, but the chocolate ones with the. I love that. Okay. Uh, it's video games day, which was a lot more fun when we had Mario Kart and less bizarre. <laughs> I mean, now it's bizarre, isn't it? It's like the world's. They're weird. Okay, it's National Blueberry Day. I am a blueberry fan. I like blueberry. I like blueberry muffins. I like, you know, on anything that I'm okay with that. It's Be a Kid Again Day, which for me is every other day. <laughs> and then at this, I don't know how this can get by people. Technically, it is National Ice Cream Sunday Day. But it's not Sunday. I don't understand how. Okay. Uh, 1776, there's something a lot of people do not know. On this day in 1776, the Declaration of Independence was given its first public reading. They signed it, and then they read it. Uh, 1889, the first issue of the Wall Street Journal was published. Uh, 1947, Roswell UFO incident report appears in the newspaper, Roswell Daily Record. Announcing RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region. I'll just let you all sit with that and figure it out. There you go. And that would be that as we are getting into. We covered everything else, right? All right. <laughs> I like I like the chocolate almond these kind of thing. I like that. All right. Uh, the peace pipe. Okay. Now, for those of you that are politically correct, uh, you'll probably want to turn this down. Or, or just the title part, Peace Pipe. It's Peace Pipe. You know what? You know how important that is. That's racist. Oh, good. Peace is now racist. That's great. Uh, here it is. Second Kings eighteen thirty-one through thirty-three. Uh, this is what that bad guy who was going to beat up Hezekiah, bad king, lots of men, lots of people, big army, beating everybody up. Uh, here's what his, and that was the king of Assyria who was going to do that. Uh, this is the spokesperson for King Assyria. And we've talked about this before. Don't listen to Hezekiah for this is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me. Surrender to me. Then every one of you may eat from your own vine and your own fig tree. And everyone may drink water from his own cistern. Until I come and take you away to a land like your own, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive trees and honey, so that you may live and not die. Do not listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nations ever delivered his land from the power of the king of Assyria? Okay. This is a classic text in 2 Kings 18 where the spokesperson for the king of Syria is giving the message from the king of Syria. And look what the king of Syria is and then just insert, instead of king of Assyria, insert Satan, insert the world, insert your flesh, make peace with me. And surrender to me. And then you can eat from your own vine and your own fig tree. And I'm going to take you away to a land. But it's going to be a totally cool land. And there's going to be bread and vineyards. And, you know, and don't listen to that. Has a guy, a guy who's saying God will help. God's not going to help you. This is somebody in the realm of darkness trying to bring or bring about peace for somebody who is a child of God, but only under the condition 
of surrendering. You want to have peace with me, the enemy is saying? Give in. You want to have peace with the world? Give in. Just follow their system. Just do what they want. They'll love you. And then the promise is everybody's going to drink from their own vine. They're going to eat from their own vine. They're going to have their own fig tree. You can drink from their own wells. Oh, man. And then I'm going to take you away to a new land. It's a great land. You'll love it. You'll be slaves. But, hey, it's a good-looking piece of land. See, this is, this is what's going on. And then at the end of this text, this is what the, the spokesperson says. Don't listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you, saying the Lord will deliver us. Has any god of the nations ever delivered his land from the power of the king of Assyria? Right there. That's the spot right there. That's the, the one thing that that spokesperson should not have said. Now the other stuff's normal. But right there, he took on God. Oh. Has any of the gods of the nations ever delivered his land? No, but you have never faced the Lord God, and now God is going to literally, not figuratively, literally destroy 130,000 of your people in a night. It's like, whoa, whoops. Right? Like, whoops. And here's the lie that the enemy throws at you. Here's the lie that the world throws at you. And here's the lie that your flesh throws you. You can actually take this all the way back to when Sergio asked the question about, you know, how do you get through that? Here's the lie that comes from Satan. Here's the lie that comes from the world. Here's the lie that comes from your flesh. God won't help you. He ain't going to help you. You're on your own. Good luck. That's the lie. Let me make sure that you understand this absolute with absolute clarity. It that we as Christians, it's not that we don't go through stuff. Of course we do. It's not that we don't. It's not that everything's simple. It's not. It's not for us or anybody else, to be quite frank. It's difficult at difficult times. But we are in a spiritual warfare. Humanity is not sixty-seven or eighty years. There is an eternity in face. There is an eternity before us. And when we operate in the understanding of that eternity, we have to make a decision on whose side we're going to take and who, who we're going to follow. And when the world tries to smoke the peace pipe and it's based on lies, and then they tell you, God's really never going to help you. We're going to have to be the ones to do it. You should know right then and there, they just dissed the Lord God Almighty. God doesn't like to be dissed. Sometimes when people diss God, he floods the world. Yeah, don't do that. You see what I'm saying? Okay. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go back. Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! 
The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, though you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon experience? Hey, David, this is Al. Hi, brother. Doing I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Okay. I just wanted to call, so I wanted to try to get this answer in. All right, that and that's a that's a good. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that with Matt or not, but boy, I like that guy. He's got a you know he's committed to the doctrine. I love people that are committed. Uh. I don't know. Will, will you put his website on Facebook or? On uh, I can put it. I'll put it on our website. Give them a link, and okay. uh, I'll make sure I got to get permission because I don't want to do anything where they're not. You know, I, I'm real. I try to be really careful, but but I don't think they'll have any sure. problem with that. So we, we won't take anything. It's just it's good for apologetics, and we're going to use some of it. All right, here you go. Here okay. you go. Here's your first one. Who had a late night visit from an angel who assured him that he would be safe aboard a storm tossed. Ship. I'm, I don't think this is right, but I'm going to go with Peter. So close. What's the other name that's really close to that? Paul? <laughs> yes, that's it. That's it. There he is. <laughs> All right. That's in Acts chapter 27, verse 23 and 24. Before they had the shipwreck at the end there at 28, he said, to relax, everybody's going to be fine. Nobody's going to die on the ship. You're all going to end up at this island, you know. And so he was telling everybody to calm down. That's the person who had the late night uh, visit. Now, Peter did have a visit from an angel in prison in Acts 12. So you could make an argument that that was part of the answer, too. But that's why we went to the safe aboard a storm-tossed ship. That's, mm-hmm. that's where we get yeah. the definition. So. Good shot, though. Very good. Very good, my brother. You know how much I appreciate it. Good job. Yeah, and I'll never forget that answer. Always, <laughs> never, you will Paul never now. forget that. Paul. This is Paul. This is Paul. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Excellent job, my brother. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Y'all have a great day. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. There are loved ones in the glory whose dear forms you often miss when you close your Early story, will you join them in their bliss? Will that circle be unbroken? Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where that's a taste of Brother Ace. There you go. Will the circle be unbroken? Remember that was classic. This is great. That sounds great too. It does a great job. Okay, here is your trivia question. Uh, who said in the Old Testament to to King Saul? Who said? Oops, that's okay. No, who said not that? <laughs> who said to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams? Of course, that's the King James Version. To obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken 
than the fat and to hearken than the fat of rams. Who said that to King Saul? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email david at he must increase dot org okay so that's the uh question there um i will uh let you know so so i need i'll need some prayer this weekend just so you can know what's going on i am doing my marathon weekend for my for the doctorate so i'm gonna be like um super duper 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 busy (laughs) Just doing like doctorate stuff because I'm trying to finish and turn everything in by Monday so that I can spend the rest of the time being in prepared for defense. So I'm doing it a little early because I want to be just have a lot of extra time uh, having stuff. So if you guys could pray for me over the weekend, that'd be great. I'd appreciate it. And then also, uh, good to have Joanne and Cordelia join us here. Also, uh, this is one of the shows where I'd say if you if you did not get a chance to hear the very first segment, which was which was, what, 27 minutes long was one segment, right? Uh, I think that most people will find that to be a blessing, okay? And if not, then, uh, well, okay, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) So here's the question. It's Friday. I hope it's Friday or I'm in a lot of trouble. Uh, Who said to King Saul, to obey is better than sacrifice? That is the question. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Uh, told everybody else that. Don't forget to pray for Julianne, who is. She's doing great. Pregnancy's going great. Uh, Easton's doing great. But she is uh, her and Easton and Addiebug and Isaiah Anthony because Jared has to be out of town teaching at a conference. Wouldn't want to be in that household if you paid me a million dollars. I mean, if we were there, we would help. That's not, you know, wouldn't want to be in that household for a million. Okay. Uh, here's something that we just talked about. So uh, we just talked about smoking a peace pipe, and, you know, people who think that's racist, uh, just ignore them. But the idea behind this is to understand that there is a decision that you and I have fundamentally made. And you and I, we engage in this decision but I, I'm not sure that we um, continually reflect on the significance of the decision we made. And so I'm going to read this passage, and then from that I'm going to extrapolate and make it uh, hopefully make sense. Luke chapter 4, verse 33 through 34 uh, says this, And in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Ha! What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. I just want to point this out to you. This is the same type of discussion that happened when the when the when there was the legion, the guy that had the legion of spirits. And in that same conversation, they asked if they, Jesus had come to destroy them uh, before that time was appointed. Uh, and I, you look at this and you understand something that, that's disturbing as Christians, and that is the demons know 
that their end is certain. There's no, there's no backing it out. There's no taking that. No, actually, Satan thinks he's going to win. No, he doesn't. There's nothing, nothing in Satan that makes him think he's going to. What is it? Where is that? Where is that scripture? Satan says, "I'm going to win this." It's not. It's ridiculous. Even the demons know. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's a, uh, you know that. Remember the show Twenty Four with Keith or something, and then do the. Yeah, there's a clock counting down. Okay, just get, get over it. There's a clock counting down. And when it gets to the number and it goes off and it goes, it's going to go off. And then that's going to be it. And they're going to be in huge, huge trouble. And the demons know they're going to be destroyed. The demons know there's a set time for this to come to an end. The demons know the spiritual part of this conclusion is coming up. And the reality is that many Christians don't even realize, recognize, or live by the same reality that even demons know. And that is, this is coming to an end. And this is a spiritual element. And when it comes to an end, that's going to be it. And so I, I, I want to say this without sounding like, you know, trying to be mean about it. We, I think, just think, oh, yeah, well, you know, we get to leave, you know, we get to live with the Lord and all that's great. And so is it. No, no, dude, there is coming an end. People who do not know Jesus or have rejected Jesus, when that end comes, they're gone. They're going to hell. Period. There's no, oh, a loving God wouldn't do Well, then tell him that. You tell, you argue. You go up to God and tell him he can't do that. Let me know how that goes for you. It's never worked before. Let me know how it goes for you. And there is a specific, definitive end. And for people who are like, well, you know, that's over the eons of time. That's why the scripture says the day of the Lord is going to happen. It's going to be wham, bam, over, man. That's it. And as Christians, we need to recognize, hey, we're living for this eternity. Jesus said, lay up treasures for heaven. I mean, we're, we're supposed to be, and by the grace of God, be so heavenly minded you're of no earthly good. Please be that way. Because when you are that way, then you impact people for the kingdom of God. And I understand that. Oh, but, you know, that's something that's going to happen later in life, Dave. It could happen tonight. No, this has to happen. It could happen tonight. It could happen in 10 minutes, and that's it. And the program's over. Not just this program, every program. And why I say it that way, because there's no, there's nothing in any system that says, you know, we know exactly what God's going to do. Even the demons were, didn't know, but they were like, okay, we, we know we're going to die. <laughs> we know we're going to be destroyed. We know we're going to be tormented. Is it now? <laughs> That's what they're asking. And it's like, Christians ought to live that way. And Jesus even said that to us. He said specifically that we should be living, you know, ready for when that happens, ready for when it comes, ready for when he returns. And he even taught a parable about people who just kind of sloughed it off. Eh, whatever. I don't have to worry about that. That's so many years away. Really? You know that the Lord is going to have this one time where he comes for everybody, but he's also going to have these individual little moments where he comes for individuals. Do you know if you're going to be alive tomorrow? I don't. Neither do you. 
And you better make sure that if you're going to face eternity, you're ready. I mean, well, be ready. And you think, ah, oh, that's a scare tactic. I don't get any points. You it's not like I get a credit card and they give me extra points, Dave, because you led people to Jesus. It's like, that's not how that works. How it works is this way. There ain't going to be nobody using any cards anywhere when Jesus comes back. It's all be over, and it's all about one, and he is the son, and then it's done. That's it. There's nothing else. Okay? All right. Uh, in reference to the trivia, so you didn't have to throw. Have you thrown any today? Okay. That's for those that don't know about the ping, ping, pong balls. I want ping, ping, pong balls. Because Okay. Uh, who said to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams? And that, of course, was Sammy. Samuel said that. Okay, there you go. All right. I'm asking the Lord by his grace to give you all a blessed weekend, please. You've been listening to the David Swin Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 71 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Swinetti. Talk to you then. Most of my life it feels like I've been running The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.